comedy podcast that's still going with Sons and Four. I'm your host, Adam Weiner, but if you count to ten while I'm opening the show, I get flustered and drop the microphone. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Scott Foster's personal cell phone being interrupted by a desperate call from Adam Silver, and Leaker, Aaron Rodgers' strategic and extremely boring leaking app. Big show today, I talked to the doctor who vaccinated the New York Yankees as well as comedian and Yankee fan Ken McGraw about our broken baseball team, but first, a quick trip through the headlines. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions, meaning Giannis Antetokounmpo has become the first Greek to ever win finals MVP. And now it's time for him to retire and open a diner with his brother. We've never seen anything like the Greek Freaks rise, and we never will again. Eight years ago, he was just a lanky mid-first-round draft pick who was all potential. 24 years ago, he was a two-year-old toddler. 38 years ago, he was a fleeting thought mid-thrust. Absolutely incredible rise. Suns coach Monty Williams headed to the Milwaukee locker room after the game to congratulate his opponent for making Phoenix a better team. Then he wandered back to his locker room and screamed into a trash can for three hours about sportsmanship. After the game, Antetokounmpo said he could have formed a super team, but instead stayed in Milwaukee and, quote, fucking did it the hard way. But reminder, if Kevin Durant's wearing the right size shoe, he didn't. NBA's crazy. The Red Sox halted their battle with the Yankees on Sunday night because of a flashing red light in center field that they suspected was part of a cheating scheme. When asked why they'd think that, Sox catcher Christian Vasquez said, because that's what we use to uh, catch cheaters on other teams. <laughs> that's right. That's how we use our cheating light. <laughs> Did I say cheating light? I obviously meant regular light. Anyway, time to eat this chocolate cake. Cheat day. No, <laughs> not like that. There's a red light inside the cake that tells me a fastball is coming. <laughs> Cheat day. As of now, the Olympics still plan to proceed as scheduled, despite zero athletes showing up. Most of the competitions will be altered. For example, fencing will now be replaced by two neighbors engaged in the longest handshake. Kidding, of course, the Olympics begin on Friday, and among the athletes to watch are all of them to make sure they're not leaving their hermetically sealed bubble. Peyton Manning has agreed to do 10 Monday Night Football megacasts with his brother Eli on ESPN2. Manning's broadcast will consist mostly of silence interrupted by the QB occasionally saying, I wouldn't have done that. Eli's mic will not be plugged in. The SEC is considering installing forfeits for positive COVID tests as vaccinations lag in the conference. I'm not stupid enough to try something that hasn't been tested, said an SEC athlete before chugging over-the-counter monkey protein and trying a 75-yard field goal on the road. Meanwhile, manager Joe Girardi called the Phillies' low vaccination rates a, quote, personal choice. Funny that the team doesn't trust doctors with a life-saving shot, but when it comes to putting a loose ligament in your arm, they're all in. Bucks quarterback Tom Brady took repeated shots at Donald Trump during his team's visit to the White House, calling himself Sleepy Tom and mocking the 40% of Americans who think the election was rigged before quietly adding, and also I'm one of them. Sleepy Tom, isn't that one of those old school parables that Trump read about the Civil War era? And NHL prospect Luke Prokop made headlines after coming out as gay this week. He also became the first NHL prospect to be known by anyone. 
Additionally, this is by far the best pro-cop headline to come out in the past five years. That's it. This episode of Sportfire is brought to you by Manscaped. The Olympics, Euros, baseball, Giannis winning a ring, major championships and concerts. <laughs> what do these things all have in common? They're all this summer. And you know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. That's coming right off the page. I did not invent that. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? I've been asking people that for 20 years, and finally, other people are saying it. What do you get in the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped? That's the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the latest and most innovative, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver, that's Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver and Toner, plus two free gifts, Performance Boxer Briefs, I've got them, I love them, extremely comfortable, and the Shed Travel Bag. Of course, the whole product is extremely comfort-inducing. The fourth generation trimmer has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi-function on-off switch, which can engage the travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shape, because fellas, we do be needing that spotlight. If you're interested in what you heard above, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code, listen to me closely, FANSIDED20, like the name of the website and the number 20 at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. Not sure what pubic glory is a pun on, but I said it anyway. Coming up, the doctor who gave the Yankees the COVID vaccine. The New York Yankees, despite being among MLB's teams with over 85% of their players and staff vaccinated, have now experienced two large-scale COVID outbreaks. To figure out what's going on, we went straight to the source. Please welcome Vito Bronkowski, the doctor who administered the Yankees' COVID vaccines. Dr. Bronkowski, how are you? Uh, Adam, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Yeah, thanks for talking to us. Um, I, I'll just say I'm confused. Um, people see the Yankees vaccination numbers. They wonder how this is possible. I'm not the only American who's worried about these breakthrough cases. Can you give me, can you shed any light on what exactly happened here? Yeah, I absolutely can. So uh, as you know, we are, we are a divided uh, nation at this point, And a lot of people are iffy to get the vaccine. Uh, something that sounds better is we were trying to distribute the antibodies. That's what everyone's after. No one wants the vaccine. Everybody wants the antibodies. So what I was doing was I was actually going around the leagues to different parks because people have had different cases pop up within their staffs. And, you know, this is a little disgusting fact, but as we know, baseball players spit. So what I did was I was bottling up the spit of the, uh, the, COVID patients, and I was using that at first to inject into the players. This is on me. I thought I was doing something right. I thought that this was going to be something, uh, a, a more positive outcome. Because if a team got the antibodies, we're good to go, baby. New York, New York. Okay, so wait, no, I'm sorry. I just got to understand. A lot of people, you know, people seem to think the Yankees, maybe the problem is they got the J&J vaccine, the one shot instead of the, the two shot Pfizer, Moderna. But what you're telling me is you the doctor who's in charge of vaccinating the New York Yankees 
collected spit from around the league and put it back into their bodies. Is, am I understanding you correctly? Well, listen, uh, I know I just said that, but I, I, I do have a, a Hippocratic oath that I'm not able to say much. Oh, okay. um, but, I, yeah. but listen, I, I, I can say this. That, that is what I did to start. Um, that is what I did to start. But then when I realized when, when you know, some of our, of our staff was getting sick, uh, I was like, oh, no, we need to get the vaccine. So I did uh, give a rousing speech to the clubhouse. And I said, I think we should be giving the vaccine. So what I did was I did get uh, the J&J vaccine and I did distribute it to most people. Okay. Um, yeah. First off, thanks for uh, telling me very sensitive information. And then when I asked you more about it, saying you couldn't tell it to me. So I, I appreciate that. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I, I, am, I, I think I'm a good doctor, but I'm also an open book. So uh, it's sometimes they do not go hand in hand. Fantastic. So eventually, though, you know, you felt some vaccine hesitancy with the team, which I assume only increased after the players realized that they had been injected with positive spit from, I assume, last summer. I will listen, listen I, Adam, if I Adam, if I may, when you say when you say I injected them with positive spit. Yes, that sounds bad. I was injecting them with the antibodies. That's what I was doing. I was giving them the antibodies. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry for, for not, you know, drawing a parallel between the two. I will say talking to you, I don't know if it makes me more confident or not in the whole situation, but it definitely makes it easier to understand why there might be some sort of outbreak relegated exclusively to the Yankees clubhouse. So I, I do appreciate that. Uh, but, but eventually you give them the J and J um, what happens then? Do, do people start to feel more comfortable? So as we know, uh, we went with the J&J because it's one shot. Uh, you know, with the, with the Moderna and the Pfizer, the, the shot, it's two shots. Uh, this team is not very good at closing. So we wanted to just kind of get it one and done because we didn't want it to have to depend on the closer to come in the second shot and maybe mess up something for our system. Uh, lo and behold, uh, you know, we, we did anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I guess as soon as you associate anything with closing in the 2021 New York Yankees, there's there's some sort of problem before you get to the finish line. You know what? I mean, I should have given you more credit earlier. That's actually very smart. Uh, thank you. So have you spoken to Major League Baseball at all? Because, you know, this is, this is a problem. Uh, this hasn't happened to many other teams. I, I feel like they're going to want to get you in a room and get your hard and fast answers on what happened here. Have they come for you and what comes next? Like I said, Adam, I'm, I'm an open book. So uh, they, they, they have come to me and they have said, what are you doing? How, like, why were you giving them spit? And I said, I was not, I was giving them the antibodies. I couldn't stress that enough. It, it all depends on how you say it. Anything sounds bad if you say it the wrong way. Uh, so then I, when I did tell them I distributed the J&J vaccine to most of the team, they did say, what is the hesitancy? And I said, we have one major problem. And um, I think this is safe. I can tell you what that problem is. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's up to you. Okay. Uh, Tyler Wade and Brett Gardner are anti-vaxxers. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, they are, they are major anti-vaxxers. They keep saying this something about uh, they're not, they're not going to put uh, that in their system because the last thing you want to do is become magnetized. And I kept telling them, listen, you won't, you won't, this will not make you magnets. And, and Brett just keeps saying, you're not going to put, you're not going to make me, uh, you're not going to put any iron in me. I, you can call me Tony Stark. I am, but I'm not Iron Man. And I said, Brett, what are you talking about? Iron Man is a superhero. You want to be Iron Man. 
And he said, no. And then he just kept trailing off and he started bashing a helmet against the wall. And I just kind of let it go for a little bit. That's funny you say that. It's it's always the people you most suspect who are the problem in, in situations like this. That's so weird. Um, I hope that this isn't too forward, but you are telling me a lot of things where it seems like, you know, you weren't able to get to the finish line. You weren't able to get the top quality product. I can't tell for sure if you're a trustworthy doctor. Is any of this on Hal Steinbrenner? Is this a cheapness thing? Is this a money thing? I will say this. Uh, when Hal approached me and said, I need a doctor for the New York Yankees, I said, I would be honored to. Um, and he said, I can give you this much. And I said, that is a lot of money. Um, I will say I, I, I worked, I was not a doctor prior to this. I was a pharmacy technician in a CVS. So I really, I, I just kind of know, I, you know, I never really gave the, the, the flu shots, but I, I said, I've seen it happen a few times. I, I worked the cash register at, at a CVS and, and he did say that he would give me $500 a week plus hot meals. So that's why I, I am the doctor of the New York Yankees because Hal did trust in me to distribute the vaccine. He did come into CVS and he said, this is where they give the vaccine. I said, yes. And they said, I need you to be the doctor of the New York Yankees. And I said, okay, uh, let me just ring you up. And he said, no, no, okay. I need you to come with me. And I said, yeah, okay. you had to leave. Yeah, so, I uh, so yeah, this, this absolutely is a money thing is, is what you're telling me. I think it's a money thing. I, listen, I don't listen. I will never bite the hand that fed me. Um, but I, I will say this, uh, it was a hot meal. It was uh, one of those steak sandwiches from the, the from the ballpark, and it is uh, delicious. Yeah, those are great, uh, Doctor Bronkowski. Before I let you go, are you creating new variants? Uh, the, as uh, as you know, uh, Delta is the uh, a sponsor of the Yankees, so I cannot say. <laughs> but uh, I will say uh, that was a long trip in Houston, and uh, it, it came back somehow. And some people had to be left there. Dr. Bronkowski, it's been an absolute worrisome pleasure talking to you. Thanks for stopping by. Get vaccinated. <laughs> but not, not from this guy. Get vaccinated from somebody else. Joining me on Sportfire now, comedian, Yankee fan, Ken McGraw, someone who I have commiserated with plenty during this terrible season, which, you know, there are some ups. There's mostly downs, and now we have a team-wide uh, coronavirus outbreak where the the best play, the only good, the only player who's been good from basically the beginning of the season, and now Aaron Judge, he's got it. He got it at the All Star game. I guess he gave it to a lot more people. Um, how are you dealing with this at this point? Are you still watching? Can you watch these games? Um, I I don't know if I can. I will say this, uh, Adam. Thanks for having me. Uh, love you. Love the pod. He's a uh, different guy funny. from before, by the way. This is a second yeah. game. Yeah, I just sound the same. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy talking to you in person and not over three different social media platforms uh, on different <laughs> at, at the same time. Um, yeah, I am kind of keeping up and watching. I kind of told myself I was going to take a break a little bit during the All-Star All break because I was just like, I can't, I can't just be sad anymore. Uh, it's just been kind of a shit show, but this is exciting because like, well, unfortunately – the most exciting player, Nestor Cortez Jr., is now also has COVID. So it's like, you took this away from me too, Aaron Judge. What the hell? If you were to list off your favorite guy, like, but the team is bad. Everybody knows that. We're not breaking news. But, like, if you were to list off your favorite guys from the first half, it would basically be, like, Garrett Cole plus the guys who have COVID. Like, Judge, Nestor Cortez is weird. Um, Loisica, maybe the closer of the future. Gio Urshela, we love him. And then like Tim LeCastro, you and I both love. He has a torn ACL now. And so they're not, all gone. And Tilo's probably gone for the season. And it's just like, 
like that's a hard like injury to come back from and a torn acl is like rough yeah he, he's uh bad. and it sucks because he's like a new york guy and he like it's so much fun and he genuinely like started clicking like he was hitting home runs he was like getting on base fast as hell and then of course because this team is friggin' cursed he stores his acl like what the hell is wrong with this team man i don't know it's it, it's like 20 i don't know i i truly think that like we are at a crossroads now we're like Hal needs to decide, is he going to be his dad or is he going to sell the team in five years? And like, that's it. Like, like he's very much been like, well, we're going to hit the set. Like we're, we're not afraid to go over the salary cap. And it's like, do it, (laughs) do it. Get Max Scherzer here tomorrow. You can tell he's saying it. I mean, look, I can't, I can't get in his head. I don't know for sure, but you can tell he waited till the middle of the season when they were already in disaster mode to be like, look, I never said I wouldn't cross the luxury tax. Like if the right opportunity arose, I totally would. And then cut to the end of the season and the team's obviously bad. And he's like, what you wanted me to spend to improve that team? Like, no bullshit. Like, didn't you watch him? Like it all feels like he's covering his ass a little bit. I, it does he even like, does he even seem to you like a guy who wants to own the Yankees? Why is he still here? I, I think it's a, it's a legacy thing. It's, it's, it's at this point, like, you know, his father's photo is painted on the wall. So it's like, you can't be like, all right, well, I'm gonna let someone else take this over. Like, no, I feel like it's just like, at this point, like a legacy thing. And overall, I truly think, I'll say this. The team is bad, <laughs> but, but like the games we've lost are just such BS losses for the most part. It's like, you know, like Chappie just having like a bad, like a, a bad last month of the season. And then like, you know, we're seven and three the last 10 games. And like on paper, it's like, oh, they're, they're, that's a pretty good record. Like that's a pretty good team. And it's like, things should be clicking, but it's like, we just can't click at the right time. In my opinion, I say no more hitters. We're fine. We don't, our hitters are good. Just like let them click. We just, but they're good, but like they're not good enough to blow a team out. We just need to like get four absolute ace pitchers on the mound, blow all the money, sell sell the entire farm system, get five absolute stacked aces to make sure a team doesn't score any more than two the rest of the season because we can squeak out three at least, I feel. Yeah, you heard it here first. That's that's the solution to the Yankees' problems. We need four of the best pitchers in baseball to come join the roster. We also like not to talk be like not to talk against uh, what's his name, uh, Matt, um, the pitching coach. Oh, Matt Blake. Yeah, Matt Blake. But like, what a like he like what a kind of a, a dud. It sucks to say because it's like you have Garrett Cole and like some of like the best like like pitchers like up and coming like like Chapman like Loisaga like even Mike Monty's shown like so much pra- like good stuff this season and like it it has to be a numbers game where it's like well we crunch the numbers and it's just like it's not working it's like like it, like they're gonna do a movie about this like trouble with the curve or some shit <laughs> the, I, I mean, mean the problem is it sounds so reductive but like this team is so much better without a dud at every position of power. Like you're right. Matt Blake, dud, Aaron Boone, and a little higher dud. 
ownership dud, dud at shortstop. Glaber Torres is a dud. First base, Luke Voigt, dud. Every pitcher who's not Garrett Cole, dud. Every outfielder who's not Judge, dud. Hicks, dud. Gardner, dud. Frazier and Duhar, duds. Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, and Garrett Cole and Jonathan Lewisaga have been pretty good. Everybody else is a black hole, and they're still like over 500 in treading water. That's why it's so frustrating because they're supposed to be the best team in baseball, and there's a dud at every position and a dud at every developmental position. Swap two of them out, and they're probably good. I, I think if if we can't get four absolute stud starters. <laughs> I would just say sell off as much as we can and just rebuild that like 2017, 2018 team again that almost went to the World Series because they were legit a friggin' good team that was just like, what was missing? Well, we have Garrett Cole now. Well, maybe that's all we needed. And that's what got us to the World Series to win. Like, like that's the thing. Like we change so much or like somebody has one outstanding year and then they're, they're just like, yep, got it. And like, like Glaber has been like, wait, what are you doing, man? Like he's finally started to come around again. The only person that like, I think we all got a little nervous about that. We were like, Oh no, it's happening again. It's the curse of the Yankees was I thought we were getting a little nervous with DJ, but he finally started clicking. And now he's mm-hmm. like, yep, I'm, I'm the machine. I'm back on it again. And like, I'm not, I'm never concerned for DJ. Like DJ went in like a month and a half slump. And I was like, he's going to, he's going to get out of it. Uh, yeah. A good, a good buddy of mine who like played softball with me and stuff. And like, he's a huge baseball fan. He always said every team hits their slide. Every team hits their slide. It just depends when you hit it. Because if like the Yankees notoriously suck in September, like they, they, they can be a hundred win winning team and will lose half the games in September and will, and it will really screw their mojo up and send them into the playoffs with a bad taste. And then they fight in the playoffs and they get eliminated. It's like, well, I'm not going to lie. When I saw them suck at the beginning of the year, I'm like, yes, hit it early, hit it early, get hot and just go to the B first and then never look back. They keep hitting slides. They just can't get out of it. Yeah. You're not, I mean, you're not wrong at all. And that's the thing that I think people don't, people who aren't Yankee fans, I mean, they'll never get it obviously because no. Everybody hates us, so why would you know? Why would you try to act like us? Yeah. The the one thing that sucks so much as being a Yankee fan and, and being a, a a Yankee fan with a team that sucks, but like could still squeak out a wild card and go mm-hmm. for a playoff run. The only thing that sucks is that if we were any other team, a- any other team, every team, every fan whose team isn't in the playoffs would be like. Well, I'm pulling for the, for that team because like they had such a bad year and they became and then they they just pulled it out and like they're looking really good and I want to see them play upset because we're the fucking Yankees. Everyone's like, fuck them, kill, kill them, like destroy the Yankees, like and it's just like that sucks because like we can't be like, for once be the Marlins where everyone's like, go Marlins, <laughs> like it sucks, man. Yeah, every team. I mean, that's the thing. Every team. For the past several years, I mean, obviously Houston hates us and the Red Sox hate us, but the Rays do it too. Everybody loves to get a shot at the Yankees. And like when they beat us, they like punch their chest. Mike Brasso on Tampa, like Toronto's done it to us a couple times. They still think we're the Yankees and we're like flexing on people. But this year, like everyone is doing it to it. The Angels just did it to us. Like you can't really flex on us when you beat us. It's crazy that we are in the position where we are the underdog team this year. Fully. Where it's like, 
but like it sucks that like we don't get the underdog support i truly like that's like it's like we're not the yankees of the 90s anymore i hate to say it like we we're not the, we are the yankees of the 09s anymore like like we've had opportunities but like we just had like just bonehead moves and like injuries like destroyed us and it's one of those things where like there's no i hate to say this but it's got you got the yankees need to go take a long hard look at themselves in in the mirror and go well do we pull like a like a bulls like when they were on their hot streak and like you know they were winning they were winning championships and then they're just like we just cut everyone and we just restart over and we rebuild and it takes six years but like well, like we can win like four World Series with Garrett Cole at the end of his career, or do they say like, no, cut the loose strings now, go way over the salary cap, get what we need, and just friggin' front load everything, and then get at least one World Series in the next three years? And like, I don't know. I would say bring back Todd Frazier. <laughs> like, I'd be like, like he was a fun guy in the clubhouse. Like, nobody's having fun. It seems like in the clubhouse, like. Nobody's having fun, and that it's so crazy to say that Todd Frazier's at the Olympics. We should probably just go grab him. Like he's yeah. available, we could have him. <laughs> well, he'll probably have to quarantine for like thirteen days before he comes. Yeah, he'll back. come back in the middle of September when we're. He'll, he'll come back and like give everyone COVID and be like, "Damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> you came, yeah, we're straight from Tokyo. We put him right in the locker room. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. No one's having fun. These are the things that like, and I'm sure I hope some haters are listening to this podcast because this is just hater fuel right now. But like. Yeah. They aren't having fun. That's what's so frustrating. You can't even quantify it. And so when you talk to someone and you're like, the Yankees suck. And they're like, no, you're, no, you don't. You're like five over 500. A lot of teams suck worse. It's like, no, you don't understand how not fun it is to watch these people have zero joy playing the game of baseball. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't, like I said, they don't suck on paper as mm-hmm. much as that. Like they are over 500. They're over 500. It's like they've won seven of their last 10. And it's like, oh, yeah, like on paper, it's like, oh, this is a pretty good team. But when you watch them and when they you watch them lose, you're just like, whoa, this is a bad team. Or you watch like them do absolutely nothing the entire game until the seventh inning and then they get two hits. And you're like, well, we're so lucky that's all we needed. And it's like, yeah. like to, to, to know like a, a quarter of the team, most games do nothing is mind boggling. It's like we can't be like, well, who's going to be the guy today? It's like, no, it's a team sport. Like if you're going to, if you want, if you want to rely on three guys to only win a game for you, go fucking play curling. Yeah. You hear that Yankees go, go fucking play curling. Yeah. Go play curling. I have, I mean, I got a, my trade deadline thing is Chapman. Chapman has to, for me, for my money, Chapman has to go. Um, I don't know what else you do though. Cause people hate Brian Cashman. So like everyone who's like tear it all down, like, do you want Brian Cashman to try to build it back up? Cause you guys don't like him. I, I think what my thing is, I think Frazier is going to be gone. Yeah. I think Chapman is going to be gone. I think, and Duhar might be gone. I think maybe like a draft pick might be gone. Like a few, like a future draft pick and like, like Chapman, I will be sold for cash. I know mm-hmm. that. Um, like, and I think whatever we do with that, I think most of the guys will be sold for cash and we buy like one stud and like that. And I think that might be their idea. Cause like, I hate to say this, but like, I'm like, we have 13 outfielders. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But like, we like, 
like something needs to change. Like we need a shortstop, man. Like Glaber, like Glaber might even be on the chopping block in my opinion. Like it's like we need someone who can hold it down. Like I don't know. It's like Glaber's finally starting to click, but it's like yeah, man. But we needed you hard like this season. It I don't know. I don't know. I think Glaber is an end of year thing for me just because it's so hard to do it now, but he's not safe. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to go to a game for the rest of the year? Are you, what do you, what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I went, I went to a few games this season already. And the last one I went to, I got absolutely drunk. I mm-hmm. put a bullseye on my chest was known as the bullseye guy. It was a double header with the blue Jays. They notoriously lost the first game and they won the second game. And the last game I was at was a winning game. And I don't know if I want to jinx that because I don't want to go to a game and they lose because I went to opening day. They lost. I went to uh, the blue Jay series. They split the series, but I went to the white uh, white Sox game. It was like the triple play game. They won very cool. But like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with my record this season and like how they've been treating me <laughs> to, to go to go get another bucket of chicken fingers. Let's leave everybody with a shred of positivity just because I can't okay. leave that thread hanging. I agree. But tell us tell us a little more about Bullseye Guy. Bullseye Guy. So um, I uh, had my girlfriend uh, draw a bullseye on me. Uh, and I said, I'm going to ensure I get a foul ball or I get one of the because we were sitting in the outfield. Uh, we, uh, we went, it was me, her and my roommate and his girlfriend. And I'm like, I'm going to get a ball from Aaron judge or whoever's playing right field thrown at me. Like, you know, they, they, they do the warm up balls. I'm like, I'm going to get one. I never have gotten one. And I said, this is going to do it. So I would take my shirt off and literally it got to the point where the entire, uh, section 204 was like, bullseye, I screaming. It was Clint Frazier in like, like playing right field pointing at me. And he didn't throw it to me. And then it's the it's the top it's the bottom of the seventh because it was a seventh because it was a seventh inning uh, doubleheader game. I'm hammered. I'm standing next to this guy the whole time. Clint looks at me, throws the ball, and he throws it, and it's coming at me. And then because it's Clint Frazier and not Aaron uh, and not Aaron Judge, it drifts like six feet to the left of me and the guy next to me leans over the stands and catches it midair to prevent him from dropping. And it was the cool, I, it's like I saw it in slow motion and then he gave it to his girlfriend for his birthday. Personally, I think he should have given it to me, but that's just me, but it was a great time. And I was known as bullseye guy. And uh, we went to um, the bar afterwards and stuff and people were coming up to me going, are you, bull- are you bullseye guy? And I was taking my shirt off in the bar, taking photos with people. Like I was a fucking mascot. See, there's, there's still joy to be had at the stadium, even though this team is mostly ass. Um, but I if, see, yeah, I, I will. But okay. And I will say one shred of positivity. Yeah. Let's do a shred. I, I, uh, I believe in this team. I think, I think they can get something going but I don't think the, the locker room speech is going to be co- like, is going to come from Aaron judge. We've tried that. and It didn't work. I think it needs to be like Garrett Cole who gives that speech, you know, the same guy that told 
the the manager like sit the fuck down like i'm finishing this like that's the fire that we need to get like give these players in the locker room and i think if we if we do that like i think that will allow them to be like yeah no we want to win like 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 we're not going to be the laughing stock we're the new york yankees like like the the biggest news of new york sports shouldn't be the Mets are putting on black jerseys. It should be like the Yankees just swept four teams in a row. Like that should be the news of New York. And I think the team knows that. And I think I give it two more series. And I, I feel like Cole is going to blast the team after like a big loss and they're going to come out fired. Yeah. I mean, we need, I, I say this all the time. I feel like the Red Sox are at their best when they have dudes from Massachusetts who like grew up Red Sox fans. And so we need to get as many dudes like Garrett Cole and like all of our international signings, people who grew up with the NY on their hats, Mm -hmm. like dudes from the Dominican, Puerto Rico, like, and American born players who grew up born Yankee fans and are inspired by the team and the logo, not people who come, you know, for a paycheck only. Cause I say all the time, like it feels like the people who, Stop. The people who say they always want to be a Yankee are people like Giancarlo Stanton who really mean like, I always wanted to make $300 million playing baseball. Yeah. And not like I actually cared about this team growing up. So yeah. I, 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 that, when I say, that's what I mean when I say like Garrett Cole being a born bred Yankee fan and like having that fire is different than people like Aaron judge being like, well, judge talk to us. But I, Judge, I feel like gave the same kind of persona that he does in press conferences where he, it was too laid back. It was just like a pep talk rather than like a rally the troops. We're going out freedom, brave heart style and charge. Yeah, I believe in this stupid team, too. And that's why we're still talking about them and why I can't stop watching them. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I do. Ken McGraw, thanks for joining me. Thanks, where can Adam. the people where can the people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Ken McGraw or at on Instagram at the Ken McGraw. All right. Everyone should do that. And you'll find both of us screaming about these bad baseball games. <laughs> Thanks Adam. Thank you. Ken McGraw and I are having a bad time. Another banner year for Yankee haters. Love my haters. And now my final flame at the age of 26. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a defensive player of the year, a two time MVP and now an NBA champion. And that's great. But here's a list of things he hasn't done. Won the three-point shootout. Defeated Algie Rhythm to win the Space Jam. Michelin star chef. Golden buzzer on America's Got Talent. Faked his own death by tossing a dummy off a cliff. Co-starred with Gene Smart on an Emmy-winning limited series author of the classic novel, War of the Worlds. He's never been Frank Kaminsky, has never had to live a single day in Frank Kaminsky's body, looking in the mirror simply knowing he is Frank Kaminsky. He's never been a bitch, a lover, a child, or a mother. Silver buzzer on America's Got Talent. And what about real work? As far as I know, Giannis has never wainscotted any panels in a New England town home. Forget about outworking you in the post. Has he ever done grout work to install a post? A wooden post in the middle of the kitchen. Its purpose unclear? I've seen Giannis clog the paint, but never unclog a storm drain. He's never even earned a bronze buzzer on America's Got Talent. In earnest, Giannis's story has been incredible. 
featuring a rise to prominence unlike anything we've ever seen. With all due respect though, he has miles to go before he sleeps under a wainscoted panel. I just realized earlier I said he's never been a child. That was incorrect. My thanks to Ken McGraw and a fake doctor. See you next Thursday. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.